Everyone, before we get into the show, I'm going to review Polly's Probables for week seven. I actually went two and three this week. Uh, Elijah Moore was ruled out before the game, and I had already had him as a choice since Tyler gave me the New York Jets and a wide receiver, so I did not count him. The only two people that I got correct, well, I got Kyler Murray on Thursday Night Football. I said he was not going to make his projection of 19.4, and he did not. So I thought, okay, I'm going to start out good. It fell off fast from that. The only other thing I got correct was Tennessee's defense. The Titans actually beat down the Houston Texans and definitely smashed their projection. Leonard Fournette, I said, was going to make his projection of 17.1. He did not the Tampa Bay in general did not do good. TJ Hawkinson, I thought was going to make his projection of 10.9 against Dallas. And Dallas did very good, got me 22 points in fantasy, so kind of shut him down. And then, then I guess Kahimi Fairbairn or Fairbairn, how you, how you pronounce his name for the Houston Texans? I did not think he was going to make his projection of 7.5 points in fantasy but he did. So that's why I went two and three. Maybe I can turn it around this week and I will mention who I have on the page later on. So let's go ahead and get into the show. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in to Season 2, Episode 9 of Polly's Pickens, the podcast. If you don't know by now, you really should, because I am your host, Derek Polly. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Polly's underscore Pickens, and the email to the show is volsfan2001 at gmail.com. So, unfortunately, I do want to say I was not able to get my guest on this week, Chris Dean, he had some family issues come up. He let me know, you know, I think with a decent amount of time, he let me know Thursday that he was not going to be able to make it. I did make a post on the page to see if anyone was interested in taking Chris's spot that hadn't been on the podcast previously. Nobody uh, bit on that, so I am doing it solo. Chris wanted to talk a little bit about the upsets this year in college football, and we will get to that. But first, we're going to get to the Bonehead Pick Award from Shane Abair. It reads, Ben Wilson, weeks after being on top, being top dog, you are set to get another reward this week. You picked Northern Illinois with eight confidence points. This week, you received the Bonehead Pick of the Week. Congratulations and wear it with pride, bud. So for those that may not be aware, Ben Wilson chose Northern Illinois with eight confidence points to beat Ohio. Well, Ohio ended up winning that game. It just so happened that since Ben picked Northern Illinois at eight, everyone else had Northern Illinois fairly low. It made it really easy for Shane to give Ben the bonehead pick of the week. And Ben also had the lowest score of the week. But 40 points total for the week, that's really not that bad when you think about it. 
So Chris did want to talk about some of the upsets in college football this year. Uh, two that come to mind. Well, obviously the big one that comes to mind being a Tennessee fan, Tennessee did beat Alabama 52 to 49 at Neyland stadium. I did not see that happening. I thought Tennessee would keep it close, but you know, I, I, as a Tennessee fan, I know I'm happy that Tennessee won. Uh, Tyler Hutton's probably not too happy, but I'm sure he's gotten, he has gotten, gotten over it since then. Um, what else? Oh, uh, TCU and Kansas State upsetting Oklahoma. And, uh, I don't know if Texas was favored or Oklahoma was, was favored, but Texas beat the brakes off Oklahoma 49 to nothing. I do remember that. Appalachian State beating Texas A&M in College Station 17 to 14. That was another upset. Uh, a couple of close calls for Alabama and Texas A&M and Texas. Uh, yeah, they hung on to win both games. And that hasn't really been in the dominant fashion. But Alabama, with just the one loss on the year to Tennessee, they've, like I said, they've come close. But you know, they're still six and one. I'm trying to think of any other uh, upsets off the top of my head trying to go to other conferences. I guess some people thought the Tennessee LSU game was an upset, but I mean, Tennessee was ranked higher than LSU went into death Valley, even though it was during the day and beat LSU 40 to 13. So to some people that might be an upset, but I mean, Tennessee was ranked in the top 10 LSU had just made the top 25 and Tennessee Spartan kicked them right out of the top 25. Man, oh, well, I guess we could stay in the SEC since, you know, most of my guests are SEC fans. Uh, I believe South Carolina upsetting Texas A&M, maybe, I don't that might be an upset. If you listen to Bully Rise podcast on Tap Outs and Touchdowns, he actually picked South Carolina to beat Texas A&M, and they did just that. I believe it was South Carolina's first victory over Texas A&M since they've joined the conference or ever. I'm not really sure because I'm not an A&M or Gamecock fan. But if you listen to Bully Rye's show, which drops later on this week, he should go ahead and give you the full scoop on that. Trying to think off the top of my head if there have been any other upsets. I guess the most recent one with Oregon beating UCLA, I don't even, I, I didn't even bother to see who was ranked higher. I know UCLA was undefeated at the time, so maybe that might play into it a little bit. No, the up in Eugene, Oregon beat down UCLA, and I took to UCLA in that pick'em game and lost some. Lost a point, I believe I had UCLA at one, so I, it didn't really hurt that bad. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get to the games now. I'm not going to spend too much time on the games like like I said, like I did last year. There were only two games where everyone unanimously picked the correct winner, and that was the Cincinnati SMU game and the Boston College Wake Forest game. Everyone chose Cincinnati, and everyone chose Wake Forest. So wherever we had the confidence points, you got those points. 
And speaking of the Cincinnati game, since I won last week, the risk-reward was going to be who would have the time of possession uh, battle won, and that was Cincinnati. Cincinnati had the ball for over 36 minutes. SMU had it for just over 23. You may, The score really doesn't indicate that because Cincinnati only won by two. I did not see that game. The only games I watched mostly were the Tennessee-UT Martin game, which Tennessee won handily. The second game I watched or started watching was the Tulane and Memphis game, which I was very shocked at halftime. I don't even know if Memphis had scored at halftime, but it was, I think it was 35 to nothing at halftime, if I'm not mistaken, by Tulane. Memphis came roaring back in the second half, but fell up just short to Tulane. And the last game I saw, or the ending I saw was the South Carolina and Texas A&M game. I'm glad to see South Carolina won. Uh, Jimbo Fisher is three and four. And if you remember a podcast or two ago, Derek Myers wanted to talk about coaches being underpaid or overpaid in the SEC. Get you three and four. Uh, I don't know if I'd be happy with that. But like I said, I'm not an A&M fan, so I really don't have to worry about that at the moment. The game where the least amount of people chose the correct answer, correct answer, the correct game was the Georgia Southern and Old Dominion game. It looks like Adam, Brad, David, Glenn, Jeff, Melanie, and William picked Georgia Southern, and Georgia Southern ended up beating ODU. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Um, if it hadn't been for Melanie Moody picking Mississippi State at two because she is a bulldog through and through, we would have had three unanimous correct teams picked. And surprisingly, well, maybe not surprisingly, I guess they were trying to pick an upset. Looks like George Johnson and William Carpenter picked Kansas State to upset TCU, which unfortunately they did not. And looking at the uh, scoreboard right now, William Carpenter also was the only one to choose Nevada against San Diego State. San Diego State ended up winning that game, so William Carpenter ate those points, unfortunately for him. So that's that. We're going to do things a little bit different. I'm going to go ahead and give the standings of the week. And then we can go ahead and get to the games of the week. So, there's a tie for first place in the college football standings. Dan Heron and Jasmine M. Montgomery are tied with 358 points overall. In third place, Adam St. Romain, with that 60-point week this week, he finds himself in third place with 356 points. Fourth place, we have George Johnson, 345 points. In fifth, Shane Aber has 342. In sixth place, Ben Wilson, 335. Seventh place, we have Tyler D. Hutton, 331. Well, I guess I should say a tie between Tyler and Charles for seventh place, 331. So it would be ninth place, T. Jason Lewis, 326. 
10th place, Jennifer Smith Harmon, 324. Christia Beer is in 11th place with 322. Melanie Moody, 12th place. Sorry, Melanie and Scotty tied for 12th place with 318 points. So tied for 14th place is Brad Betts and myself, 314. So that'd be what? 16th place is Marcus Cassidy with 313 points. Well, sorry, Marcus and David that tied with 313 points. In 18th place, Chris Dean has 302. In 19th place, Zach Kramer, 289 points. Sorry, I'll just call you Zach. Um, 20th place, we have Glenn Bray, 239. 21st, Andy McCarley, 231. 22nd, William Carpenter, 227. 23rd, Jeff Kersey, 212. 24th, Mitchell Jones, 191. Hadn't picked for a couple of weeks, it looks like. Uh, Then Heather, Becky, James, Danny, and Randy have not picked in at least the past four weeks. So they sit... At 118, 47, 41, 24, and 0 points, respectively. Actually, Randy A. Gill, that's kind of unrespectfully or disrespectfully 0 points. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it anymore. You made your picks. You didn't assign points after two attempts to try to get you to assign points. Yeah, buddy, you're carrying that zero all the way through i should probably just you know i'm just gonna stop mentioning uh mitchell heather becky james danny and randy if they do not make picks following next week so let's go ahead and get to the games for next week before i head on over to the nfl part of the show you see guys it's gonna be a short segment it looks like so here we go. So here are the games for week nine of Pauly's Pickums. Adam chose the Kentucky and Tennessee game and the over-under of 50 points. No Friday games this week, so noon on Saturday is the absolute last you can get your picks in. Good luck. For the ACC, I have Miami, Florida versus Virginia. For the Big Ten, it'll be Illinois at Nebraska. The Big 12 features Baylor at Texas Tech. For the SEC... Of course, Adam picked Kentucky at Tennessee. I believe this is the fourth or fifth time Tennessee has been on Pauly's Pickums this year. I guess y'all know I'm a Tennessee fan and like to try to troll me. It's not going to work, at least not with Kentucky and the over-under of 50 points. For the Pac-12, I have Southern Cal at Arizona. For the American Athletic Conference, I have Temple at Navy. The Conference USA is Charlotte at Rice. For the Mac, some Maction that's going to be on Saturday, it'll be Miami, Ohio at Akron. For the Independents, we have New Mexico State at UMass or Massachusetts. And for the FCS, I chose the Western Athletic Conference. I have Sam Houston State at Tarleton. So get your picks in, do the risk reward for possible five extra bonus points, which over 50, I mean, Tennessee's scored over 50 
past couple games by themselves. And Kentucky can score too, so this is my advice. Take the over. Okay, let's go ahead and listen to a message from the Harp Twins, which I was originally going to go see this weekend in Chattanooga, Tennessee, but at the last minute decided to stay home with the wife. Hey, we're Camille and Kennerly, the Harp Twins. You might know us from our viral electric harp covers of bands like Metallica, Iron Maiden, Billy Idol, and more. We also compose and perform our own original Nordic Celtic inspired songs and albums. You can find our music, streaming links, and tour dates on harptwins.com. We are the Harp Twins, and you're listening to Polly Pickham's The Podcast. Okay, everyone, thank you for sticking around for the NFL portion of the show. Let's go ahead and start out the NFL part of the show with the Top Dog Award from Jasmine Marie Montgomery. It reads, Congratulations to Jasmine Marie Montgomery for being the Top Dog Award winner this week. Scored 51 in college and 105 in the NFL, not including Monday night's game. For a total of 156 points. Due to not wanting to claim own reward, it will go to the runner-up, Brad Betts, who scored 48 in college and 105 so far in the NFL for 153 total. Remember to play both of Polly's Pick'ems this week for your chance to be top dog. Good luck. Um, Everyone did fairly well in the NFL, I will have to say. Well, no offense, Jennifer really didn't do that well. I think she only had 65 points uh, for the week. Sorry, I, it's kind of how the cookie crumbles sometimes. So the games where everyone picked the correct team to win was the Cleveland and Baltimore game and the Detroit-Dallas game. Conversely, everyone missed on the Tampa Bay-Carolina game and the Green Bay-Washington game. Uh, I can't speak for everyone else. I can only speak for myself for the Tampa Bay Carolina game. I believe Robbie Anderson was traded to the Arizona Cardinals. Correct me if I'm wrong. And Christian McCaffrey was traded to the San Francisco 49ers. So the Carolina Panthers are looking towards the future. And Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold were not going to be able to play. So third string quarterback PJ Walker made the start. And, well, they uh, put it on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady is going through some personal st- stuff, some things, I guess. I could. That's the best way to say it. But losing 21-3, to I honestly did not see that coming. Just like I did not see Green Bay losing to Washington. Here's a plug for Ryan Frick, Bully Rye. If you listen to his uh, podcast, Tap House and Touchdowns, He says Green Bay is really not that good, so when the Jets beat the Packers, you shouldn't have got excited. So I guess we really didn't need to get excited when the Washington Commanders, with the backup quarterback, Taylor Henneke, Tyler Henneke, whoever it was, Carson Wentz was not the starter, and Green Bay got beat by a backup quarterback in Landover, Maryland. Tried to do some magic at the end, but it just was not meant to be, and and they or below 500, um, just like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
So there were a couple games where most everyone got the picks wrong, except for a couple people. Uh, William Carpenter just happened to be the only person to choose Chicago for the Monday night football game, and he got those points. Just like John Dale and myself were the only two to pick Seattle over the Los Angeles Chargers. And wow, even with Keenan Allen coming back, Seattle really put it on the Chargers. I honestly did not see that happening. Am I glad it happened? I guess I'm glad for the Pickham's part, not necessarily for the fantasy part. And we'll get to fantasy here in just a bit. We can go ahead and get to the standings right now, though. There has been a little bit of movement. The person that moved up the most was Brad Betts. He moved three spots. And the person that is trending in the wrong direction is Jennifer Smith Harmon. She dropped four spots. So in first place, we have John Dale with 655 points in the NFL part of the Pickums. David Wills is in second place with 650 points. Marcus Cassidy is in third place with 645. Ben Wilson, fourth place with 635. Let me learn how to talk. I'm in fifth place with 630 points. Jasmine is in sixth place with 625 points. So not really a whole lot of separation, just five or ten points here and there. Uh, Charles Daniel Bentley is in seventh place with 615 points. George Johnson is in 8th place with 605 points. Brad Betts is in ninth place with 595 points. Tyler, Tyler is in 10th with 590 points. Shane is in 11th place, 580 points. Jennifer Smith-Harmon is in 12th place with 575. William Carpenter is 13th with 565 Glenn Bray, 14th place with 505, and Mitchell Jones, 15th place with 75 points. Uh, I'm not going to call Mitchell anymore. It's going to end with Glenn or William, whoever you know has the most or yeah the lowest amount of points uh, going forward. Um, Mitchell has quit playing, so I'm going to quit mentioning him. Just like I said. Becky and Heather and James and all those others had quit on the college portion of the show. So we're going to go ahead and get to fantasy football now. So in fantasy, we're going to go ahead and pick up with my team and how I'm going to fall to 0 and 7. Yeah, it says I'm 0 and 6. I played my brother-in-law and sister, and uh, yeah, I lost 105.9 to 95. Didn't even score 100 points. Now, let's see who got me the most amount of points on the starting lineup. That looks to be Derrick Henry got me 19 points. Beat his uh, projected point total. So that's good. No, I'm sorry. Uh, no, he. Uh, I'm sorry, he was projected 19 points. That was actually Dallas's defense. They got me 22 points. Shut the lines down. That's not a good sign if your defense is getting you the most points. Let's see who I left on the bench got me the most amount of points. That would be James Robinson, who is going to be traded to the New York Jets since their running back, Brees Hall, or Brees Hall, is down with an injury. So I don't know. 
Maybe I need to put him in the starting lineup next week. Maybe I need to double check and see if the Jets even have a game next week or if they have a bye. Either way, I'll definitely keep an eye on that. Emily Montel, let's see who they had on the starting lineup that got the most amount of points. That looks like Paris Campbell, the Indianapolis wide receiver in the flex position, got them 23 points. One reason that they whooped my behind. And Jason Sanders, the Miami kicker, got them the most amount of points on the bench with 12. So not too bad. Not too bad at all. Next game is going to be the Alabama Hutton Heroes versus Atlanta Super Mario Brothers. So Tyler versus Hutton. Sorry, Tyler versus Hutton. Tyler versus Glenn, the two individuals that chose Atlanta for the NFL Pickums against the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's see who Patrick, golly, let's see who Hutton had in the starting lineup. I know he has Patrick Mahomes. I just said that. Uh, Did Patrick have, okay, well, there we go. Patrick had the most amount of points. He actually did better than his projection as well. He got 27.92 points in the starting lineup. And on the bench, Chuba Chuba Hubbard, the Carolina running back with the loss of Christian McCaffrey, got obviously the bulk of the carries and got 15.3 fantasy points on the bench for Tyler. Let's see who... Oh, I didn't even say who won. Uh, uh, Hutton, uh, golly... Alabama Hutton Heroes, Tyler Hutton, won 118.72 to 113.86. Golly, I don't know what is wrong with me. I think my mind is spinning in overdrive, and it's overloading my mouth, and I can't get everything out. That might be what it is. All right, let's see who Glenn had in the starting lineup. They got him the most amount of points. Aaron Jones, the Green Bay running back, it looks like 28.6 points. More than doubled his projection of 13.9, so not bad at all. Let's see who he had left on the bench. Got him the most amount of points. Glenn left George Pickens, the Pittsburgh wide receiver. Got him 18.1 points. And I have George in the money league, but I left him on the bench. So we'll see if that hurt me later, maybe. Uh, the next game, Georgia Dean versus Rome's Renegades. Uh, Rome actually won his second game of the year, it looks like. Won 12.74 to 105.08. So a fairly close game. Let's see who Chris left on the starting lineup in a losing effort. They got him the most amount of points. That would have been Mike Williams, the Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver. Even with Keenan Allen coming back, he was only there for a half, the first half. And Mike Williams did much better this week than he did last week with 21.6 points, I believe. At least for me, he got under two points, so much better. Chris only had a few people on the on his bench that were not on by. And Jimmy Garoppolo, the San Francisco, San Francisco quarterback, got him the most amount of points with 16.32 in a losing effort by both the 49ers and Christine uh, Rome in the winning uh, Rome with the win. Let's see who he, he had in the starting lineup, got him the most amount of points. That would have been DJ Moore, the Carolina wide receiver, 19.6 points with the absence of Robbie Williams. And 
who Rome left on the bench, got him the most amount of points. Darnell Mooney, 8.3 points. So it looks like for Rome, it was all or nothing for the starters. I mean, 8.3 is not bad. Uh, He underperformed compared to what he did last week. So the next game, tapouts and touchdowns, Ryan Frick against Tennessee golf balls, Brad Betts. Looks like Ryan came back to win 131.24 to 124.7. In a losing effort, Brad had Juju Smith-Schuster of the Kansas City Chiefs with 25.4 points. More than doubled his projection of 12.3 in the losing effort. And Brad on left on the bench. It looks like a tie between the Ravens defense and Robbie Gould, the San Francisco kicker. Both got Brad 14 points on the bench. So Ryan Frick. Wow. Austin Eckler, the Los Angeles Chargers running back, 36.7 points. My goodness. Jeez Louise in a losing effort, though, but 36.7 points, not too shabby. And on the bench, Antonio Gibson, the Washington running back, got Ryan 16.7 points in the win. So congratulations. Ryan uh, moves up to 6-1, and one, and Brad falls to 4-3. and three. Next game is Team Mooney, Tyler Mooney, against... My co-worker, Andrew Bridges, no punt intended. Uh, <clears throat> Andrew ended up losing this game, 140.74 to 124.98. So Mr. Mooney in the winning effort. Let's see who got him the most amount of points. Wow. Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders, 36.5 in the win. Wow. And on the bench, Michael Harden, I think, <clears throat> the Kansas City wide receiver, 28 points. Uh, oh, gosh. He, he was projected 6.8, got 28. So that's almost five times what he was projected to get he actually got. So I don't know. Depending on Kansas City's next opponent, maybe think about putting him in the starting lineup Maybe not in the wide receiver if you don't feel comfortable. One or two, maybe in the flex position. Uh, Let's see. In a losing effort, Andrew left Jamari Chase in the starting lineup. 33 points. You would think that would be enough to win. But Tyler Mooney, his team overall did a lot better than everyone expected. And Wondell Robinson, the New York Giants wide receiver, got... Andrew, the most amount of points on the bench with 11. Almost doubled his projection of 6.7 points. And the final game, Team Jacob against Jacob Moore, I guess I should say, against Team Ghost Killer. This was a pretty close game won by Anthony. 129.26 to 124.04 in a losing effort. Oh, Joe Burrow dominated. Uh, Was projected 20 points. More than double that with 41.24. I believe that's the highest I've seen. Yeah, I think it's the highest I've called as well. And on the bench, Tyler Boyd, the Cincinnati wide receiver, just edged out Daniel Jones. He uh 29.5 to 28.78. So, man, Mooney's really, I'm sorry, Mooney, Moore's really hitting the, uh, 
hitting his stride in the middle of the season just happened to be that Anthony was just a little bit better. Although not 41 points, the most that Anthony had on the starting lineup was Raheem Mostert. No, I'm sorry. It was George Kittle. Sorry. 21.8 points at tight end for the San Francisco 49ers. 21.8. And on the bench, it was Chris Olave. Olave. 17.6 points. He beat his projected point total of 13.3. So there you go. I'm going to go to 0-7, unfortunately. Uh, I'm doing much better in the money league. I'm going to go to five and two. Thanks in a large part to Dallas's defense. Cause I have Dallas's defense in the money league and the icing on the cake this week was Ramondre Stevenson. Even though the Patriots lost, he beat his projected point total and I beat my opponent by nearly 40 points. So Five and two in the money league, zero oh and seven in my league. Oh well, you know it kind of is what it is. We'll uh, we'll go ahead and go from there. So we'll go ahead and have the NFL games for the upcoming week. I'll put them. I'll call them here, and then I'll put them on the page, and we can get your get your go ahead and get your picks in, and we will go from there. For the Thursday night football game, it'll be the Baltimore Ravens at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, It looks like uh, the next game might be in London. It'll be the Denver Broncos and the Jacksonville Jaguars, a couple of 2-5 and teams. I'm assuming it's going to be London because it has a 9.30 a.m. kickoff. Uh, Next game, the Panthers and the Falcons. Panthers at, at the Falcons. The Chicago Bears are at the Dallas Cowboys. Next will be the... Miami Dolphins at the Detroit Lions. The Arizona Cardinals and the Minnesota Vikings are next, followed by the Las Vegas Raiders and the New Orleans Saints. The New England Patriots are at the New York Jets. Uh, if you said the Patriots were going to be 3-4 and four and the Jets were going to be 5-2 and two at this point in the season, I probably would have called you a liar. And the last of the early games, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Starting out the later games, it'll be the Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans, the Washington Commanders at the Indianapolis Colts. Next is the San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams, the New York Football Giants at the Seattle Seahawks for the last of the afternoon games. The Sunday night football game features the Green Bay Packers at the Buffalo Bills, and the Monday night football game will feature the Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns. Only two teams on by, it looks like, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers. Kind of weird. Only two teams I figured there'd be four, but, you know, with 18 weeks in the season instead of 17, I guess they had to do a little bit of a little bit of schedule tweaking, so that's how it's going to work. So, hey, you know. Oh, gosh, Keenan Allen, he'll have a week to rest, even though he played just a half before the bye week. And Patrick Mahomes and company get a week off before they have to play their next opponent. So, like I said before, get your picks in. Go ahead and and try to get the top dog award for college and pro. Uh, We'd love to have you on Pauly's Pickums. I know I would. I think Jasmine would, too. Uh, I love you guys, and I will talk with you soon.